Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your sort of host tonight, as we will be joined by Redcast Dave here in just a few minutes. Um, we are doing a quick reaction to UCLA and USC joining Nebraska in the Big Ten and uh, kind of want to talk a little bit about that, what our reactions are, what that's going to look like. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're here in Redcast Boomer. Yeah, I'm just glad to be here, and I'm. I know a little while back I did a little rant about how college football was becoming like pro wrestling the territory days, but man, I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. So, but it sure <laughs> seems to be. So, yeah, and you know, actually, there's a great uh, about 12 or 13 minute clip uh, where we talked about this just a few months ago, and it's available on our YouTube channel, and we'll tweet that out and throw it up on our Facebook page and everything where we talked about what some of this alignment might look like theoretically if we were able to. Um, you know, go into pod system and what that would look like. And at the time, um, we didn't really talk about who we we would be adding to the Big Ten, right? Like all at that point, everything was just theoretical, and there was no real um idea that this was going to be happening. Although Honky kind of hinted that you know something was probably in the works because he mentioned that the 2023 schedules had been completely removed from um everything on there, so. Um, yeah, let's talk about that in a minute, but first let's go over a couple things, you know, first off, remember everybody Redcasters out there, uh, subscribe to Hill Varsity Magazine. You, if you just use promo code Redcast, when you go to hillvarsity.com backslash subscribe to receive $10 off your first year subscription. Again, that's hillvarsity.com backslash subscribe, use promo code Redcast and, uh, get on there as well as, um, Smack and so I'm sorry, I'm just sitting here moving around and I'm horrible at navigating through some of these screens. Also, Smack and Smooch, our custom shirts and specialty items. You can follow them on Twitter at Smack and Smooch as well as on Facebook at Smack and Smooch. You can use the QR code that's appearing right here on your screen. Scan that. It'll take you right there. And you can contact them via DM and just reach out to them to gift you some custom shirts and merchandise, whether it be for your business, your next Husker game, or you know what? You can even contact them and tell them you just want to buy some Redcast gear, and they'd be more than happy to make it for you. Shane over there is the man. I'd also like to remind everyone that uh, Alumni Hall, they have uh, two locations in Lincoln. They're opening up a new one. It actually opened up just yesterday. Um, so make sure to check out alumnihall.com backslash Nebraska-Cornhuskers. You can go there and check out all of the licensed merchandise for the Cornhuskers you want, kind of like the cool shirt that I'm wearing tonight, as well as the Hawaiian shirt that I have on right there that I may never take off again if watching the Huskers, especially if I'm wearing it the day that they beat Northwestern this year. Um, also, 
FSC Edge, if you're out there and you're looking for a new job and you want to work in a great environment, you can check out jobs at fsc.com and you can get in on their new building with all kinds of improvements. My cat in the background obviously approves as well. And uh, we will talk about that a little bit here later on in the show. Now, Boomer, UCLA and USC. I mean, if we were sitting there and we were talking about two teams that we might be seeing come into the Big Ten. Personally, I would have said UCLA and USC would probably be at the bottom of that list as far as what I would project to happen, right? If any teams from like the Pac-12 were coming over, I don't know, from an academic standpoint, I mean, would Colorado have fit? Might they still fit? Um, you know, what? How, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it's kind of been the way a lot of Big Ten expansions have been. They just kind of come out of nowhere, out of the blue, and suddenly they're there. You know, this is kind of the way Rutgers and uh, Maryland joined the conference, just kind of nowhere. But clearly a much higher degree of, of, of an add-on. And if, if I would have guessed which teams from the Pac-12 we might have been able to pull over, I would not have picked USC and UCLA. Those seem to be like the heart of the Pac-12. I mean, when you think Pac-12, you think, you know, USC and UCLA going back decades. Those are the teams that were that conference. I mean, Oregon's recently become kind of a big deal and Washington's always something, but I mean, that basically dictated this, that league and just to pull them out of there, that'd be akin to like, I don't know, maybe Ohio State deciding they're going to join the SEC or something like that. I mean, that's a, just a huge change for those teams, uh, you know, Oklahoma and Texas leave the big 12. Sure. But that's not that old of a league that doesn't have the, just the longevity that the PAC 12 did, even in whatever various iterations it's gone through over the years. You know, I remember the PAC 10 and gosh, when, when were they the PAC eight? I mean, how long that was even all that long ago. I know. And yeah. well, it's funny. We got actually got a comment. If you want to throw it up on the screen boomer, cause I'm actually texting Dave the code so that we can get him on the show here. Cause he's having a hard time accessing it because uh, StreamYard's asking him for that. But, um, you know, it looks like uh, Bill Harvitt said, now we know the real reason why Lincoln Riley left OU because he wanted to join the Big Ten. You know what? Maybe that's the case. I mean, these guys, obviously, this isn't just happening today. This is something that's been in discussion for a while. I assume it's why they pulled the schedules down past 2023. Um, you know, and it's kind of an interesting, interesting dynamic that that's, that's going to be happening. Um I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, I mean, come on, UCLA, bring that defense to the Big Ten, please. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we get that Chip Kelly, you know, Scott Frost rematch we've all been pining for. So there is that angle of it. Yeah, so good ad, you know, oh, built-in fun right there. Yeah. I forgot Chip Kelly was the coach of UCLA. So I think he has too sometimes, but that's all right. So. Yeah. Well, and this and this is something too. Um, well. Yeah, Husker and I said goodbye, hashtag San Diego of the Big Ten, um, I guess, because now, I mean, what are we going to do, add San Diego? Um, well, it's possible, but I mean, yeah, yeah we're, we're no longer that nice, coastal, warmest team on there that uh, that, that we normally have. Just kind no. of a shame, really. And we, but, do have yeah. some, we do have some Redcasters that are actually kind of excited because they're going to be able to travel to USC or UCLA or both of those games when we do go out there. Um, Willie Willie says that. I know that uh, Preston Hillier, friend of the show, um, mm -hmm. famous, famous actor from the, um, I can't remember if it was like diabetes medication or, you know, Propecia or something like that. You know, he's a, he's a old fraternity brother or something along those lines of, of honkies, I think. And we, we had him on the show. Um, 
And uh, now I'm going to get to watch him on The Walking Dead. He lives in L.A., so he's super excited because those are basically two home games for him. And I think that one of the great things about Husker fans is that we really are a national brand. It's not just kind of a regional thing like a lot of teams are, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that the draw for Huskers on the West Coast is going to be awesome, and especially with teams like UCLA that don't traditionally sell out all of their games. Um, and USC basically has a stadium that's like half the size of LA. So, I mean, we're going to be filling those stadiums up, I think. So, Yeah, I think that's the, that is one of the main reasons that, well, there's multiple reasons the Big Ten would consider this, but that is one to, that you have to think about is that I would imagine the alumni base for most of the Big Ten. Hey, Dave. So glad you could join us. So, California to Ford, Nebraska. Nice yeah. for having me, dude. Just talking about that as you, as you logged on there, Dave. Perfect segue. So it's, that, like, it's like we almost know what we're doing here. Am I on time? Yeah. Hey, man. About- Hold on, Dave. I can I can actually do my California accent because it's just that, like it's Dave. Now. I am so happy that you are here with us on the show right now. I mean, all of this with like UCLA and USC coming to the show, it's just gonna be rad, man. It's like we'll be able to like go to games. I'll break out the old longboard. I can show you how to get tubed. It's gonna be <laughs> sick, bro. We'll. Dude, I am so stoked for these games, man. Uh, it's sad because I really used to talk like that, too. And I, I also used to smoke a lot more pot. So, yeah. That, so. You moved yeah. to Colorado to get away from that. So Yeah, yeah but if any Huskers are looking for surfing lessons, I, I, I did surf a little bit when I was in high school. It was usually with a three-quarter inch wetsuit, and I was mostly dodging great whites. But other than that, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, nice. easy, easy peasy. It's like riding a bike. Right. Right. So what happened today, guys? I yeah, just a few. Th- Honky's on vacation. He got us some good pictures of the St. Louis Arch. So we're talking about that. We thought people wanted to hear about it. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But really, Dave. Kind of just before you jog, jumped on with your Californians from Nebraska shirt. It was like I said, it was excellent timing for that. We were just talking about how you know one of the many reasons you'd bring these programs on is probably the large alumni bases for the Big Ten yeah. programs in cities like L.A. You know, Southern California in general, and then you could probably even expand that out to, you know, the Phoenix area. That's not a huge trip from to get to L.A. from there. So you've got a and good Vegas. chance for a lot. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm sure there's a pretty extensive Big Ten alumni base in that area. So, yeah, you know, um, uh, Frank the Tank had those on his website when they had Frank the Tank slant. He had this whole thing about Big Ten expansion and why. Why the California schools made so much sense. So I, I, there's definitely a huge alumni base there. Same thing that was the case here, actually, in Denver. But um, yeah, when I lived out in LA, there are watch sites out there all over the place for not just Nebraska, but Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, uh, on down the line. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge thing. And um, it will change the, the, uh, the stadiums to Rob. I think I was, I was just caught in on that where you're saying like, hey, they're going to fill their stadiums up with that. No doubt about it. I mean, yeah. we see what we do at CU, right? Like, we saw that. I have pictures. I have yeah, literal yeah, yeah. pictures. We've, of we've like, been to the Rose Bowl. We've been yeah. to the Coliseum. Um, so, yeah. Are you looking for a fantastic opportunity to work for a rapidly growing company that also enjoys the benefits earned with having a competitive, stable history of over 20 years? Well, how about working at FCS Edge? You can work with fun people with great attitudes, learn about patents. You're not on the phone. You're not customer facing. So you can dress casual like I am all the time wearing my Hawaiian shirt or my Husker shirts. You can work in a new work environment with over $2 million in improvements, access to generous benefit packages, company support for health and wellness, and do impactful work on a national scale. You can make a difference. 
You can join a team that is constantly growing and always looking for new people to join in their mission. Check out availability at jobs for their jobs today at www.jobs at fsc.com. That's fsc.com, jobs at fsc.com. Yeah, well, and Dave, I was also referencing too. There's, there's a again a, a little plug, a shameless plug, as we like to call it, of a, a twelve minute clip where we were talking about the possibility of going to pods. A going twelve to, minute clip from us, from <laughs> us. Yeah, it's uh, and it's great. I don't like us to ramble again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post it. But no, Dave, you made some really good points. We were talking about kind of scheduling the way the NFL schedules, where you break it up into pods and then you play, you know, your three teams from your pod every year and then play different divisions or whatever so that we can get to eight or nine games, you know, or keep it at nine games in the division. However, we're going to do that. Um, You know, but now I'm also hearing talk of teams like Oregon, Colorado coming back or coming to the big 10, I guess. Um, Would it be Washington was the other one? Oregon and Washington would come. I mean, this is all where it gets very speculative and we can actually look back in the last, eight hours and actually think a little bit more about USC and UCLA and what they add um, across all sports. But you're right. I mean, like, I think you initially jumped to saying like, you know, this is, this is where the big 10 moves all their pieces, you know, all the cash to the, to the middle. And let's, let's figure this out right now. Let's get it over with. Calling but, it all in. It's all yeah, in, Dave. It's all, yeah, in, all and in. That, and that could include things like adding you know, two more West coast schools like a Washington and Oregon, they're still going to look for like-minded schools. They could add additional Midwest schools, and this could be 20 to 24 teams. SEC does the same thing. SEC is, I think, you know, in a fine position, but the, the ACC has this crazy um, contract where they're stuck in for 2036, and I'm sure they can try to figure to get that out. It just might take a little bit more legal um, legalese than well, than it's a shame there's no good law schools in the ACC, Dave. Yeah. I don't know if they have any chance not. to figure that out. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. so well, how, the, how the first two to get in will probably be the ones that have the best law so, schools. So, so, Duke, yep. Carolina. so, how long till till Notre Dame joins the Big Ten? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I think Notre, that's more likely than it has Notre been Dame, in Notre the Dame, 1930s, BYU, probably. BYU, yeah. BYU could be one of those teams. BYU like, won't come in. No way. No, you don't think so? No, I mean, there's Big Ten still wants a cultural fit from an academic standpoint. And and not that BYU is not bad on that. Actually, they're pretty good. Gonna, they're probably really say, good. I the thought big that but the Big Ten. Yeah, there's just no. I mean I just think they'd be leery on that one. And, and I, I think there's a lot really of travel good. issues with BYU. They Sunday, you know, they, they can't do things on Sundays and things like that. And in a yeah. conference that big, that's going to be a problem. I so think. I, so I, yeah. I would say that I mean it'll be fun to hypothesize about who well, else they could, they could add. They could, we could but, do more Friday night games for BYU. I'd be more than happy to to allow that. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't. I mean BYU couldn't get into the the Pac-12 or the the Big 12 until they you know lost Oklahoma Texas so I don't I don't think it's going to happen, um, but um, you know I think the initial like impulse is to say like well they're just going to go and and add six more teams tomorrow right you're already seeing stuff on Twitter saying oh Oregon and Washington are already in and blah blah right. blah right and Kansas is now in the play right but when the SEC added Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, last year, we had kind of the same initial, like, whoa, this is a, a big move, and what else are they going to do? And then it didn't materialize. So I'm not, I think it will happen. I want to be clear here. It may just take a little bit longer to have this all figured out, but maybe not, because well, I, I was, think the Big Ten's in a spot to, to make the moves they want. They are, and I, I'm kind of disappointed Skip didn't join us, because Skip um, is not so high. Like, me personally, I, I'm a, I'm, 
I'm that guy, and we You're all know comfortable that. I'm with that change. Guy. Rob. I am comfortable. With change. I, I like. I like. We've said that about you a lot. Yes, I know. I like the all-time DH in baseball. I can't wait for the robots to be calling balls and strikes. You know, I'm. I'm all for like. According to Dick Monfort, and this is right out of his mouth at a rotary meeting I saw last week, he said they're going to be changing to like taking away the shift, right? With only two players on either side. Hey, of Rob, Rob this is called football well, podcast. I know, but my point, my point is, is that like, I, I'm all for this change. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. I love seeing this sort of thing. I mean, let's, let's, like you said, throw all the chips on the table and see where it plays out. Skip's not so happy about it. He kind of feels like this might be the end of like college football as we know it. I, I'm, it. I was hoping he'd come on. I invited him. I texted him because, um, you know, teams like CSU and Wyoming and Air Force, right? Like those, those teams are, those are fun college teams. And, and, you know, where are they going to end up in the scheduling matrix, you know, now with a lot of these teams? Because well, you have to re, you have to rethink everything. That's what, the, yeah. when Oklahoma, Texas happened, this is what we were trying to say. We, we've actually had these conversations about we the have. Big Ten expanding to, and we we're like, well, what's your logical options? And if it wasn't Texas and Oklahoma, it had to include USC or Notre Dame, essentially, because you're just yeah. like, you have, it has to be additive, right? They're just simply not going to, gonna take teams i mean yeah uh, kansas and iowa state weren't gonna, gonna no happen. and well from no an academic happen. standpoint from a from a draw standpoint right the big 10 is one of the biggest tv draws in the country along with the sec so you've got to have a team like ucla and and usc that do draw a huge television audience across the yeah. board if, right? if they're good and in competitive yeah. games they'll do fine right the yeah. problem is is that they haven't been very good lately and and they follow winners out there rob you know that right no, I mean, usc I'll, is good yeah. they will pack that house and all the celebrities will be out and all that type of stuff and they just the only, get the only bigger front runners in this world outside of colorado like colorado sports fans are california sports oh, yeah. fans yeah Easily. i mean that's yeah. like if your teams are good everybody's there yeah. um with with I mean, maybe the Giants and the Dodgers might be your exception out there. But now, now this talk with Oregon and what I mean, who would it be if let's say they It'd add Oregon to Washington, probably that would be the sensible. Are they talking Colorado and Utah, too? I have not no? heard that extensively, but it doesn't make all doesn't that make, bad of sense. I mean, to, you've got the, the media market if you're going to go that route, Denver, Salt Lake City. Yeah. But in terms of like fans caring i think colorado fans care even less than la fans do because i mean when, yeah, when's the last the time colorado fans have been have excited about base. i went to a getting yeah. company show there like a couple weeks ago Rob, and there was more people podcast there was there was more people in the stands at that show than there were for just a regular cu game that didn't involve nebraska that was my so yeah so yeah i mean i i don't know exactly how that would play out but i mean i feel like they're gonna look for for fits both, you know, academically and, you know, uh, and then sports wise. Right. And, and that, that, I mean, if the ACC was available for the pickings, they'd clearly go after North Carolina. Um, it's not even a question, oh, yeah. I think. I but would agree. I, I, it just, they don't know if they can get them. Right. You know, and I Wasn't think that Delaney's so, ultimate goal, you think, you know, probably him has been. he's a Carolina yeah. guy. Um, so I think it's really intriguing to see where this will, will play out. But I mean, it, again, back to the basic premise here is that we got to stop thinking in conventional terms, like uh, adding yeah. Colorado, maybe, I don't know, but they, they're, they're thinking big picture here. Ultimately two power conferences that are essentially the equivalent of an AFC and an NFC, maybe with a few more teams um, with similar broad geographies with huge TV contracts. It goes back to the fact that we've been hammering for years here is that college football in general, has been undervalued from the TV market for years. Um, I mean, dating back to ever since 
Um, I mean, before 1984, they only had a couple mm-hmm. of games on a, a week because of the NCAA controlled it. And then Oklahoma and was it Oklahoma and Georgia. Yeah. Primarily Oklahoma is the one that we got Probably, to the Supreme court. Yeah, did, did the yeah. lawsuit. They won that. And that changed the entire TV market. This has been ongoing essentially since that moment yep. when suddenly, um, you know, the college football programs could start monetizing their actual value, which had been yeah. held down for decades. And yeah, so, you said that and the addition of cable TV becoming a thing, and now all the other different the, avenues to deliver products. And it's live sports, right? Yeah. That's that's the key is that the advertising still works with this this particular um, thing. It's the second watch sport in, in America. So and then you think about why you'd bring a team like you know California teams on. One of the things we tweeted and texted earlier today. I mean, the Big Ten with Fox, we have the the big noon kickoff. That's their big thing. So we're going to be, you know, marquee games to start the college football day. And now you're going to be able to have, to steal the hashtag, and you're going to have Big Ten after dark, you know, out on the West Coast. Yeah, they you're will. You're basically going to have entire for 12 day, yeah. Big Ten programming, marquee games as much as you want. I mean, yeah. what is the monetary value of that? I mean, yeah. good grief. You're just going to. Without the LA schools, yeah. they're going to get at least $100 million a year mm-hmm. for Big Ten. I mean, it's going to go well north of that, especially yep. if they add. I mean, again, they'll only add schools. I think they're going to make that number go up. Um, generally speaking, I think as a, as a body, you might take. We're up. going to be getting Husker games starting at ten o'clock at night, west or you know, central time because it's an it's eight fine o'clock for us mountain guys. Yeah, it's going to be a ten o'clock kickoff, and because it's an eight o'clock start out at USC a night game or something like that, and you know, it's a, uh, it's going to. Man, it's it's going to be different. It's going to be like NFL, uh, you know what I mean? Like with the scheduling all over the place, you know, the Big Ten's going to have like you're, you're going to start seeing like Big Ten showing up on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday or something along those lines. I mean, there's already Friday, Saturday games, right? I mean, obviously Sunday's NFL, but I think you I think you get my point. Like, yeah, it, we're going to start seeing some creative scheduling. I think for for a lot of these conferences, you know, where obviously the SEC will stay with their central and East coast time zone. But then I'm starting to think about like teams like Clemson, right? Like Clemson and Florida state, like Miami, like what, what's going to happen with those teams too. Cause the ACC is now considered, will be considered like a second tier, like, you know, of the power five, it's not going to be power five really anymore. Right. They're going to be a second tier team, quote unquote. That's where I'm intrigued with the, the legal outs for those ACC schools, because I'm sure Clemson and others want this to change. They just got to figure out how to get out of that that contract that's binding them to the ACC till 2036. Yeah. And considering that ESPN is in complete cahoots with SEC, I suppose maybe they can figure that out, right? It'd make more sense than trying to vault to, to the Big Ten, which now is more aligned with Fox and, and potentially yeah, it, it'll be one of those things where the teams in the ACC, everyone's going to be trying to get out. The ones that do have that avenue to escape will be pushing it to all heck, and the ones that don't, they're going to be trying to stick that contract to everybody that is involved in it. So, yep, yeah, it'll be interesting. Have, you're you know. Classic Oregon State, uh, you know, uh, South Carolina, or not South Carolina, but North Carolina. You know, rivalry game ten years from now because it's possible. You know, yeah, we're going to see Rutgers and UCLA. You know, that's that classic matchup everyone's been demanding. Well, so. let's talk about scheduling a little bit there. You know, because Rob's a big pod pod guy, and that might be the case. But I mean, I don't know. When you get to sixteen, is still manageable, and you could actually do the um, is that the, four pods? 
the five four four. Is that right? How Boomer the math would work? I out think so. Yeah, yeah. So you could still have a relatively decent, but now you just have those two two schools out west. So you go above sixteen, then you start getting into some really interesting scheduling. I'd imagine that could broke out into. Um, legitimate and then and it's also with the the non-football sports some sort Although, of original type setup yeah i would wonder if you if you're getting conferences that big do you just see like the, if the big 10 goes to 20 24 do you just start seeing them say we're not playing the scrub you know jobber games anymore because what good does it do in nebraska to play north dakota yeah why not just play ucla or why not just play you know another rutgers game or whatever i mean that's what you're doing no rather than playing you know rather than playing the monkey brothers play actual games against teams that are going to deliver a tv product that everybody wants to see yeah i mean you're playing real games yeah real games and they're not they're not you're not buying a scrimmage is what you're doing exactly like you yeah i mean which in a way would be good for rolling in the money so much they don't need to pay some team yeah up the value of the tv contract oh absolutely yeah and if, if you're doing it in step with the sec then you're not looking at yourself as a as a as a, a detriment because you're still going to get as many teams in a playoff again the playoff structure completely could change here it's just crazy to think about oh yeah all that's that. going to be very different soon yep. just, next go around completely yeah. different. i mean again this is like you know division and and i know everybody hates this and you even get like guys on twitter like hawkeye matt who who hate the idea of expanded playoffs but you know what buddy i don't care this is the way it's going to be this is the way it's going to be I mean, you've already got Division 1A that, that does the playoff format, Division 2, II, Division 3. They all do playoff formats. The only one that doesn't do it is is this with the Power Fives, and I think it's inevitable that we're going to end up there. And I think we're going to start seeing lo- larger schedules for college football too. You think um, so? Yeah, I do. I think they I think play it's a gonna, lot already. I mean, I, I yeah, they play twelve. They end. play twelve games, and and I think that you know they're going to eliminate some of the some of like the bowl game thing, and the, there's just going to be people who make the playoff and people who don't. I think that's how it's going to go. That's my opinion. That's interesting. That's, but, that's yeah. Everybody can. I maybe I don't know. I'm yeah, because the no bowl. One. I mean, come on. Who? I mean, obviously, people watch the Duke Mayo Bowl just to see some guy pour mayonnaise on himself. That's the only reason they watch that crap. I mean, I can say that like just you know, big condiment and, and kind of pushing the, it on from everybody the gam- from the gambling standpoint. I mean, wh- what are these guys going to be pushing? I mean, are they going to be pushing the Duke Mayo Bowl or are they going to be wanting to see some playoff format? Yeah, you from a I mean? like, from a revenue standpoint, again, from the college football has been undervalued for far too long. The value of a, of a playoff when you largely have highly competitive Big Ten and SEC schools that are you know coming out of a meat grinder of a schedule, and you have these. You know, whether they're 10 and 2 or 12 and 2 or that point to your point, Rob, maybe they expand the schedule. Um, th- those games, even though it might be less inventory, is going to be such a high quality, it will garner a yeah. huge amount. Of and, and you know what? Some of those teams that don't make the playoffs, sure, go ahead and play a bowl. I don't care if you got a five win, re- five win record or whatever. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I would, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll try to enter my inner honky here, you know, channel my inner honky and, you know, say like, you know, similar to the conversation about NIL and everything, we can have opinions just like Skip, and I think Honky in some ways, say like, you know, I don't like this. This is not traditional college football. And and I, and there's parts of me that feel like that. But at the same time, I think that, again, for the last almost, it's been trending here for 30 years practically. Yeah. That that wagon is out the out the the barn a long time ago. No, some, yeah, some that shit sailed from the barn a while ago. Yeah. From, from an academic standpoint alone, you know, if you start talking about like academics, right? Because the Big Ten's big on academics, right? So, like, why not Stanford and Cal? 
right? They have a traditional rivalry that you got. Oh, going the Nor- NorCal guy trying to angle for his teams. I well, go, uh, yeah. Well, I could see all, Stan- I could see Stanford. I mean, just because yeah, they're Stanford Stan- and they have they do have an uh, athletic success in about everything. I yeah, mean, sure. they're not they super high on football, but they're good at it yeah. a lot recently, and they're good at everything else. And there's Stanford. That would be a draw. The Big Ten could play. It's another card they could play. Well, I know, but we let would Rutgers be something. In. Yeah. We let Rutgers in. Why not Cal? Cal well, Rutgers brought us the New York market or yeah. something. Well, and Cal would bring us Cal would bring us the, the LSD market or something. Well, fair. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking at some of the other comments here. You know, Husker Nut says Clemson, Florida State, Notre Dame have to be prime candidates now. Um, Notre well, Dame, yes. I don't see Clemson and Florida State. If they're going anywhere, they're going to the SEC. They're probably going to SEC. Yeah, yeah I think so. Really, they, they make more they, sense for the SEC. Apart, we, my, Carolina and, and Miami could go with them in like a maybe like South Carolina or something like yeah. that. Or oh, yeah, South Carolina's South already in the SEC. Already, yeah. I just I just forgot. I mean, football wise, it makes total sense. South Carolina, we don't North Carolina there. too. I mean, maybe I North know. Carolina, Virginia, Duke would probably yeah. be the ones that it could make sense. Yeah, um, but Notre Dame, I do like that idea. I really like that idea. They're going to be put in a weird spot at some point. Yeah, they really are because all of a sudden people are, you know, I mean, they're already kind of in a weird spot because, I mean, Notre Dame's like one of those teams where every time they seem to make the playoff, nobody really feels like they belong there. And then they just go ahead and prove everyone right. Right. Like, I mean, they just. Right, that's true of a lot of teams in the playoffs lately. Yeah, it's, so, it yeah. is true. You're right. But so, I mean. Yeah, a, a couple, and we can go all over the board here, obviously. And I guess it's. I listened to the podcast you guys did on Monday. That was a lot of fun, guys. Oh, two, two hours might have been a little bit aggressive, but hey, let's see if we can keep it shorter than that here tonight. But um, how about how about I don't know if I want to give Kevin Warren any credit or was Jim Delaney doing this in the background, Boomer? But I mean, this was a great sneak attack, a classic Big Ten move where it nothing happens and then boom, a report is out, and six hours later, it's a done deal. What do you think about that? Ooh. Yeah, I was wondering that earlier this afternoon. I mean, for as much crap as we've liked giving Kevin Warren over the last you know couple of years, and a lot of it seems to be well deserved. I mean, there was something to this that this is a good move for the Big Ten in terms of money and everything else I talk about, and it was done quickly, quietly. Nothing really leaked until it was inevitable, and there. Yeah, I, I yeah. The only well answer, done. outside of Notre yeah. Dame, it was the only answer to Texas and Oklahoma you could practically do. Yeah, yeah, it's about the only sensible approach. Yeah, unless you grab well, like Oregon or Washington, maybe, but that would be it. But yeah, these are this is these are the last big names that are there, and you know, and not in the Big Ten and and well, SEC at this point. Yeah, Dave, we had even like on that that clip that I was talking about that I found earlier, where I th- and I don't know if I already mentioned this, but we kind of like we're talking about positive, but then we're just like, okay, we're not going to talk about the two possible teams that we could bring in because who knows who could who that could be, and we don't want to speculate because you know, the Pac-12 is not going to give up this or that. You know I mean? It was almost kind of like this. We almost kind of like poo-pooed the whole idea just based on the fact that like, who are those two teams going to be? Who can fit academically into that? Now we know. I mean, if we went back and did that, we should just insert ourselves saying like UCLA and <laughs> USC and fix, you know, go deep fake on our own clip. But we did, <laughs> we, we did talk about this though um, and, and how we would make it work. And, and, and we talked about the four pods and we talked about the NFL format and everything. So it was almost like as a, you know, as a podcast, you know, the, the, the Redcast had a pretty good insight. I went back and listened to it. And again, I'm going to repost it later. We had some really good insight on how this could look. And this was just only a couple months ago that we did this. So, I mean, yeah. well, you I know, mean, 
I, to, I mean, we don't want to toot our own horn too much, but yes, I mean, we do. it's our show. Boomer, myself, and and Honky in particular have had text threads during the the Nebraska to the Big Ten, and I mean, we we worked through that so much, and I mean, we we felt it was highly likely before it actually got pulled because we we're like, this is just too too good of a thing. We're not going to turn this thing down, and I think this is the same scenario with with USC and UCLA. Is like, I mean, like, look, I mean, the, they're falling behind revenue wise um and and being forgotten about on the west coast mm-hmm. from a media standpoint and i think they they just had enough of it and they knew that they had this opportunity and they were going to take it and they're practically probably going to double their their revenue um and the big 10 now i'll be interested to see some of the the sports that usc and ucla have that we don't right or, or not as much but i mean like let's think about nebraska baseball we, we just got better right? yeah I mean, that's great softball yeah. women's volleyball oh volleyball is gonna be insane in this insane. conference now yeah. uh, men's volleyball ohio state and penn state those guys have men's volleyball that'll probably be fine there's a yeah, lot I was gonna of say, that's why there. stanford would be great too can you imagine stanford and nebraska in the same conference for volleyball women's volleyball oh my god i could because like, i mean yeah. <laughs> look what just happened right yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah i mean no and so and it's funny because um Marty Honky, big fan of the show. Shout out to Honky's parents. I'm um, asking if we think they'll end up being three major conferences sometime. And and actually, Marty, we talked about it a little bit. I don't know if you've been on. Right now, we're looking at two major conferences and everybody else. I mean, that's really kind of how I think we've agreed that that's it's going to look right now, at least for like the next few years. Um, yeah, and that's, you know? that to me is the biggest question: is how this all shakes out for everyone else because whoever gets into the SEC and Big Ten conglomerates, whatever those are. They're going to do just fine, right? I mean, it just reiterates that Nebraska did the right thing, even though it yep. sucked on the field at times 10 years ago, because we're not worrying about this. And if you imagine you're in the Big 12 right now, you're like, Yeah, oh, if we had, had gone and joined the Big 12 like some people wanted to yeah. a couple of years ago, good Lord, you know, yeah. But there is a lot of, there is still valuable teams, programs, inventory, however you want to think of them out there with the remnants of what the Pac 12 in the new big 12 is and the ACC. And it's just like some of these schools just aren't going to make it, but they still might want to play football and, and still put out a, a decent product. Are they going to try to compete in this, this, like this larger, like a 12 team playoff? Are they still going to fight for access or do they, it truly breaks off and there's a clean break and it just the big 10 and sec are going to play their own schedule. And then they have a, a, a playoff um, in December and January and, and everyone else is playing some other level. I don't know. That's that, what that I don't quite know. That depends on what the big 10 and the ACs or SEC want to do. I mean, yeah. they're going to be the ones yeah. calling the shots if, in this. If they, I mean, call the shots. if they want to say, we don't want to play any of these other teams anymore. We're going to run our own playoff. We're going to have our own postseason. Then that's what it is. I mean, if you're ESPN or you're Fox, what, who are you going to listen to in that case? Yeah. I just don't think there's enough value. Go. There's, I mean, you can, on your hand practically to the, the teams that have a lot of value from a football perspective, just for market and competitive balance, et cetera. I think Oregon and Washington probably make that list. Um, and if you go ACC, clearly Clemson and then in Florida state and a few others, and it just gets down pretty quick where like, I just don't mm-hmm. know how anybody else who's going to add that much value. I've been wrestling with the Arizona schools in, in my mind because I do think Arizona is a, a state that's growing a lot of talent. I, I think they do actually pay attention to some football down there, but I just don't know if I can get there with them. I don't know. There's just 
you just, yeah, they're only going to make make, you know, really again, make Arizona it. State's got such a big alumni base. I guess you might you, make that I argument. You can make that argument. Yeah, maybe. but man, they're, they're, like you said, there isn't much else. I mean, I, is Wake Forest going to do anything? No. Great, Arizona State has a great fan base. I will give it to them. I, I Again, I, Arizona basketball fan, but I mean, their fan base for sports in Arizona State, and they have a huge school and they have a great stadium. Yep, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, when, well, when I say huge, it's like, you know, an entire city there in Arizona. And it's, and it's a, there's a culture there, I should say. There, there really is a college town culture there. And, and where is it, Tempe or whatever Tempe's it is? Cool, yeah. yeah. And then their stadium is really nice. The, you know, it's got, it's got a lot of like, I don't know if it's really nice. Yeah, I like this. I like their stadium. Have I've you been, been there. there and, yeah, I've been there, and I, I liked it. it. It, it, there's not like a horrible seat in the house. You know what I mean, kind of thing. And it's a lot like Lincoln when you go there. There's nothing blocking your view or anything like that. So, I don't know. There's a lot of value, I think, there for a team like Arizona State. Team like Arizona, Listen. absolutely not. They're horrible at football. They're, I mean, from an academic standpoint, maybe, but they're, they're probably better terrible. than Arizona State. See, I, um, I feel like those schools might be better fit for the SEC because SEC might just want to continue westward past texas and and that could make sense if they want that time zone thing to compete with the only thing yeah arizona state you just need a you just need a high school degree in arizona to go to arizona state so i mean that's that's the only other thing husker not saying arizona state would up the big tens uh, academic stock it's it's true maybe we should encourage that yeah 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 i mean it is interesting as as a, a graduate of of nebraska with with two degrees the fact that um we're in the Big Ten to begin with is amazing, but to add, I mean, USC and UCLA are great schools, you know, um, yeah. and yeah. to add that to the academic profile, to add that to the um, um, the research that the the CIC does and all that type of stuff. I mean, it's they're, they're in rare air there in Lincoln, and that's pretty amazing to think of from where we were even 20 years ago. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, so in high school. Um, I actually applied Rob, to it's U- a college USC. football podcast. No, no, I, I applied to USC. I wanted to go to USC. They just didn't have a, a soccer team at the time. It was all club. But, and you weren't um, good enough. I no, I was definitely good enough. Um, but the uh, hey, the division two team that I played with won a national championship. So but, there you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but no, USC, it's a beautiful it's a great campus. It's just They're unfortunately beautiful it's in the middle of it's in the middle of LA. So that's kind of eh, it's on the west side, it's not really in the middle of LA, I wouldn't say. Yeah. The west side's uh, it's a beautiful Westwood is a, a beautiful campus, so yes, it, it is gorgeous. Yeah. Um and yeah, great yeah. great setup. bringing all bringing out all the Hollywood elites to the Big Ten now, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice. Well, they've been here before. They came to Lincoln that one year in 2007 when we played USC. We yep. won't talk how the game ended, but yeah, that right. they, they were all here. Yeah. Yeah. Why, can we talk a little bit about that, Boomer? Let's talk about some history between uh, USC and UCLA with Nebraska, since we are a Nebraska podcast. Mm. I and suppose I, we should bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that I think you you did a little bit of research there, so I'm going to let you take over here. For oh. Well, uh, our history with USC is not really that extensive. Uh, you know, I guess if there's a positive to tell the realignment palooza that we've been having lately it's you have been seeing teams play teams that they just never have before name powers matching up a lot more than they ever have i mean if you look at like our history of the usc we've only played each other five times in the entire history of college football you know two noted powers we've gotten the short end of the stick every time in that rivalry so that is that has been a problem so i guess if anything is a chance well for not every time that we yeah. have the same size of stick in yeah. 19 and that's a significant yeah. note because because of that tie we did win the national championship that is true that year yeah. i believe so. that was a was that a tie with was texas 
tied that year? Uh, yes, because they, they yeah, the they title. got the national championship before the mm-hmm. award that, that they used to award before the Bulls because they lost their bowl game that year. But then there was I can't remember which one it was that gave their title before that. Early so. and that's our first national yeah. championship and Correct. early season tie. Unless you want to count Miller. the 1902 season, 1915, which we we might as well because in the modern era, yeah, right. modern era. Let's go with that. So right. So there is that UCLA. We have more of a history with, I think, you know, fans are more familiar with UCLA games. That's kind of been a back and forth, fairly even series seven to six right now. And, you know, our, the last matchup was the ever exciting Foster Farms Bowl where Riley somehow for one game in his whole career here decided to run the damn ball and it worked remarkably well and then decided never to do it again, uh, which is why he's now, in the, which is why he's now in the USFL. But yep, uh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that, watching yeah. that game at Coyotes here in Greeley, like sitting in there. And I was, that was one of the times, Dave, weren't you at that game? And, and uh, I think I was like texting with you during that game because I the, couldn't believe what was going on. The, the away game? When the, we were at UCLA, the, Rose Bowl? The, the Foster the Farms UCLA, Bowl? Yeah. yeah, the Foster Farms. No, I was, I was at the Rose Bowl game when we went there and um, lost the game in the second half. We were up at halftime, but um, so yeah, I was not I just, a Foster Farms. Bowl. I just remember talking with you during that game, like texting with you, like I what's what what are we doing here? We're running. Like I couldn't, yeah, it was it was just like the oddest thing too, because I was and I was trying to explain to my my wife who was my girlfriend at the time, like just what I, I don't understand what's going on. I really like this. Holy cow, like this could be a great thing. And then we just never saw that ever again. And that is correct. In a rivalry. Um, in- anyway, the, the UCLA rivalry is more extensive. I mean, we played in the late 80s, right? With Steve Taylor and Troy Aikman, I would imagine would have been that matchup. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's some some history there, but um, not yeah. not too extensive. Now, and Polini just seemed to have the short end of the stick playing them, too. They were, God, those games just went in tragedy. So, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I was there. So there is that. I guess it gives us the opportunity to play some teams that we like to play and probably should have played more often. So if there's a positive to the whole realignment thing, that that exists. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. So, I mean. Sorry about that. I, I muted myself for a second. So, I mean, it was a pleasure, Rob. Actually. Yeah, we enjoyed it, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> As everybody. So do we have any other good questions coming out? Oh, we got yeah, questions, comments all over the place, I'm sure. So, yeah. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, we're going to ignore that one. But, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, you know, there, again, there's lots of people excited about uh, about that. Uh, Marty Honky comes back again. Basically, what she's saying that basically we're going to get so big we won't be able to play any non-con games during the season. That's a possibility. That's I mean, a possibility, Murray. Yeah, That's correct. the way we're going, and then yeah, it is making college football so different. And yeah, it really is. I mean, it's changing the sport as we kind of knew it. And Dave, I, you weren't on yet, but yeah, you know, I'd referenced in our opening comments the thread I threw together a while back about how this is kind of like when. The territory days of pro wrestling were ending, and it was WWE and then WCW snapping everything up, and it was totally changing that entertainment venue that people used to know, and that's kind of what we're seeing now. I mean, it's going to end up being two big powers just snapping up everything of value, and everything else just kind of withers and dies, kind of seems to be the way it is. For better or worse. Yeah, yeah. for better or worse. I mean, I, I like the territory days. I wish we could go back to that, but. I'm not in charge and I can't make that happen. So we have to make do with what we have. And this is kind of where it's going. So, I mean, this, this also aligns somewhat with uh, some of the interviews we had earlier this year on NIL and speaking about 
um, how um, it feels like, you know, something like NIL could go in-house in the next three or four years. Well, I mean, if you end up having two power conferences that set their own rules entirely, um, you know, paying your players in different manners are now suddenly it's on the table. Right. And so it's a, it's a very different, different, different landscape. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting for sure. Um, do we have anything else that we want to cover on this? I know this is kind of an impromptu show. I was, I was, we can wrap up. It's all right. We don't yeah, need yeah. That. So, I mean, so, uh, so Dave, since I'm tonight's host, I'm going to let you do give us the uh, first parting shot here. Well, you know, I, I never do parting shots, but um, I did see uh, Willie Willie there um, talk about 9 a.m. Um, wake up calls to, to watch Nebraska at a sports bar out in California or in uh, West Coast time zone. And I'm familiar with that. It's an awfully early start. It's 10 o'clock here in the mountain time, which is a little bit more manageable. But um, the, it, there is an element of that. I would I would just counter to say that I think I'm looking forward to some some big 10 after dark as well. Right. Because you're going to be, maybe you have some early starts, but you might actually have some more uh, later starts because of the opportunity to play out in the West coast. So, you know, um, you know Dave, those good. were some of my favorite games over at the Google and Grizzly here in Denver where the 10 a.m. starts. Out here, they yeah. were, remember I would show up with like a whole bunch of breakfast burritos oh, yeah. that I would throw together right. and I ride my, ride my bike down there and meet you and Katie and, and we, I'd have the table reserved and we'd have the best seat in the house. And if there was a Michigan state game on, they were on the other side of the bar playing. And when, yep. I mean, such, and we, then we'd walk around Denver and go like meet fans from other teams, especially after they beat us. So um, yeah. So boomer. Well, I don't have anything super snarky with a uh, surprisingly with a sudden show like this, but yeah, this is definitely interesting times we're living in and I don't expect uh, this to be it. So we might be, who knows? In another couple could of weeks, be tomorrow. Be doing, yeah, it could be tomorrow. Know. We be, might be doing another rapid reaction show when we're inviting Notre Dame and UConn into the conference or something. Who the hell knows at this point? But uh, yeah, some of this stuff's out of our hands, people. So just take it for what it is and enjoy what you can, and and know that Nebraska's in yeah. a good spot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big takeaway in this. We are in a good spot for this. We could have been outside looking in and in really dire straits because there are some schools that are really going to be left out in all this and. I'm glad we're not one of those. We're about as positioned as well as we could be, given you know what we have. We've got we're in the right conference. We're going to be making crap ton of money. We've got fans to make the NIL work. So we're in about as good a position as you could be, given what our record's been in the last you know yep. decade or so. So yeah, for that. And I'd like to think. I mean, we've got quite a people, quite a bit of people that have been listening in on us tonight. And I'd like to thank everyone. This was kind of a, a last second thing that I threw out there. I was out there with my son on the, the new golf course out here in Greeley that that just opened up a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, you know, we need to do a rapid reaction to this. And I asked Honky if he wanted to come on. He said, "It's all you, brother." So I, I do appreciate, um, you know, Boomer, Dave, you guys kind of jumping on here with me last minute and uh, you know doing this because I think it's important. Uh, people want to know our thoughts. I know people want to know our thoughts for whatever reason they want to know. Not your thoughts, thoughts, Rob. No, not my thoughts. Not my thoughts. thoughts. Yeah, definitely you and Boomer. But um, so with that, I would just like to say that's another Go Big Redcast. GBR.